close your eyes and don't try to hide Or a silly spook may sit by your side Shrouded in a dark disguise They pretend to terrorize When windows come out to socialize Welcome, foolish mortals. You have stumbled into the graveyard and discovered the Grim Grinning Guys, Walt Disney World planning podcast we are your ghost hosts this evening i'm matt i'm Derek. i'm craig please stay calm the room is not actually stretching and go ahead and pull down on those safety bars because we won't be doing that for you gentlemen happy thursday october the third and i tell you what i'm still recovering from that birthday bash that we had this last monday that's right the non-stop partying and i mean i'm still having to fix walls and stuff in the studios (laughs) He just got the ceiling fixed I know. the mail. We just turned two, and you know what they say about the terrible twos? They're, yep. they're a thing. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they say? You wish well, you could send them back? I mean, we're they're they're sending us back by the hour. Uh, who are they, by the way? The infamous they. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is Milestone, big Milestone. When I think of Milestone numbers, I think of 157, and we're there. You know, when, we, know. when we started this podcast, I thought, I can't wait till we get to episode 157. Exactly. I think that it's was going to be exact. huge. Uh, and it's a big episode because we've got a special guest here in the studio all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. Bill is here in the graveyard. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Absolutely. Did you say where Bill was from? Bill is from <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama, Craig. I just said it. I just, I just wanted you to say it again. Cause now, we, we do have to ask the question, Bill. Are you a, are you Roll Tide or War Eagle? Oh, Roll Tide all the way. I thought that's what uh, RTR stood for was Roll Tide Roll. Yes, we, <laughs> we have decided it is, it is. We are renaming it just for you, Bill. The Ritter. Oh, awesome. Actually, Bill, I'm a Tennessee fan, so uh, I, don't, I, I have no comeback or nothing this year. I mean, it's just Well, in it's many sad. years. 1998. <laughs> Easily convert you to an Alabama fan this year. It's it's probably very close this year, that's for sure. I'm, I, no, I was about to say I may become a Vanderbilt fan, but I'll never do that. There, there are certain limitations. Matthew's a, a, a Vanderbilt fan. So. Yeah, somewhat. somewhat. Well, Bill. Well, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, I, I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me at this point. I've, I stopped following a while back. But anyways, Bill, we appreciate you calling in tonight uh, to the graveyard. And you were going to tell us about a recent trip that you went on, correct? That's right. And, and I think uh, his handle on Twitter is Hatbox Ghost, isn't that correct? No. No, is that not him? No. A little more southern than that. What is that one? It's got there? a southern twist on it. i got to find it. It's, uh, it's Hatbox Hank. That's what it is. <laughs> Hatbox yep. Hank. That's well, what it is. I like Big that. fan of the Haunted Mansion. Clearly, we, we appreciate that around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Huge fan. Yep. That's it. I knew there was hate in there somewhere. Say this trip is probably a little different from uh, uh, some of the other trip reports because I guess a lot of the trip reports kind of focused on like family uh, trips to Disney World. My trip had some Disney in it, but it, it was more focused on Halloween Horror Nights. It's kind of really what was at the center of my trip. Oh, cool. Something I will never go to, but I'd love to hear more about it. <laughs> I, I don't like to be scared, but... Uh, so tell, tell us who who went on the trip. When was it? Where'd you stay? Give us some basics. Okay, so it was uh, it was just me. I couldn't. Uh, my kids are are like I've got some young teenagers, but all my kids are, are uh, 
like early teenagers or below and and so I really want to do Halloween Horror Nights for three nights and that was that was the thing I went down to do plus see Star Wars land and maybe get in some part time at a few other places so it was just me it was my first solo trip I stayed ended up staying at uh, I was going to go cheap and just stay off site I know that and I hate to be out of the Disney bubble so this is all weird for me but I was going to stay off site and then I decided to stay at uh, Cabana Bay because it's like a value uh, resort there at Universal. Yeah. The, the main reason was uh, because I was going to be out so late with the Halloween Horror Nights, I would have a bus from City Walk. Um, I could go get on the bus. The bus would take me right back to the hotel. I wouldn't have to worry about driving myself at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever back to some random hotel or wherever. Uh-huh. Um, so that was my main main theory in getting to Cabana Bay. Well, nice. So did you drive? Uh, no, I flew in uh, on Wednesday the 18th. If you want me to pick up and kind of just go through that day, what happened that day, we Sound, can do that. Absolutely. Or, you are you are our guest. You do as you please. All right. So I got in about 1.30 to the airport there, MCO. And by about 2.30, I, was, I had rented a car and drove over and checked in at uh, Cabana Bay and had a really great experience with Cabana Bay to check in and I ended up getting a uh, universal AP because it's so cheap. Oh wow! Because I decided that I was I was gonna just since I was there staying on site, um, I would be able to, to just go over to Universal kind of whenever I wanted to. So I ended up getting the AP, and that got me a discount on the the ticket I got for Halloween Horror Nights. I got a what they call the Rush of Fear Pass, I think, which is mm. basically it could get you into any night in September in, into Halloween Horror Nights any night in September and it's pretty cheap. It was only about a hundred bucks and uh, a little less with that with the, uh, with the, the AP discount. And I think we're going to go back next year. I've got a daughter that's in cheer and she may go back for like a competition in Orlando. Yes. So I was thinking I'm going to be back. I can use this again. So <laughs> I, I talked myself into it, um, but it's, <laughs> it it's really like it cheap. Real it's fun. probably like for, you know, for for somebody that's not a Florida resident, it's probably like a third or a fourth of the price of a Disney AP now. Right. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I, being from Alabama, I've never had, never gotten an AP, even though I've, uh, you know, sometimes I've gone maybe twice in a year on on like short trips. But at any rate, I got I got my tickets there at, the, at uh, squared away at Cabana Bay at the lobby, and and then uh, about about. Four o'clock. I made it over to Universal Studios because I wanted to do what they call uh, stay and screen, and that's where you uh, kind of check in early at Universal Studios. They close down the park about five, and so if you're just a day guest there and you're not going to Halloween Horror Nights, they shoo you out of the park at five. So it's sort of like the Mickey's not so scary, where yes, you, know, you have to leave about I don't know what it is now six or seven. They kind of push you out of the park, and you're not. Yeah, but. At any rate, I wanted that, and so I got over there and I, I saw the uh, horror makeup show, which is kind of a fun thing, where they talk about how they do the special effects and things, and they drag people up on stage and embarrass them. So that was fun to watch, and I was glad I didn't get drug up on stage. <laughs> so then I, I stayed around for uh, Stay and Scream. I think I went over to Diagon Alley just a little bit, and I really love all the Harry Potter areas there at Universal. And I've been once or twice before. I took my daughter back in February, and we did like a daddy-daughter Harry Potter like, geek-out trip. Cool. And we did a lot of the Harry Potter stuff there. But so I went back just to hang out in Diagon Alley a little bit. And of course, it's like dodging rain. There was a hurricane at the time that had pulled away, Humberto, I think. And it, I had really good weather, but it still rained. It's Orlando. It's Florida, yes. Uh, and so it was that time of day. But 
frame pass, and then I went to the stay and scream area. And what they do, it's kind of it's kind of strange. It's interesting. They corral you off, and, and there's like two areas you can pick. And one area is the Simpsons, and and when you stay in that area, they have two houses that you two of the haunted houses you can line up for early. And then there's an area I think it's like the San Francisco or New York area, and they have metal barricades, and they check your tickets for Halloween Horror Nights, and you go in here, and they've got places to sit and you can sit in the air conditioning and, and eat and grab a, grab a bite, grab a drink, whatever. Or, um, but then they saw they also had these queues and they started queuing up for uh, Ghostbusters and Stranger Things. Ghostbusters is really the reason I wanted to go this year and I haven't I haven't done Howling Hornets before. I've wanted to for several years now after I, I kind of got into into the theme parks probably about 2010 is when I started, we started going as a family and I had never been as a kid. And I, I got it. I just got ate up with the uh, Disney-itis and started going back. We took the kids, you know, taking trips with the kids uh, as a family. Probably, we, we were probably like every other year for a while. And here in the last couple of years, I've been kind of sneaking back with one kid at a time or, or we went for like a couple's trip or whatever. Anyway, so I really wanted to go back for Ghostbusters, to uh, Halloween Horror Nights for Ghostbusters this year. And Stranger Things, I, I really love that show. And so that was a draw for me too. I kind of wanted to go last year, but didn't make it happen. And then they they brought Stranger Things back, and they had Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters is like one of my all-time favorite things from when I was a kid. I'm about 40, so you know, grew up in the 80s, and Ghostbusters hit just right. I mean, I was like a Ghostbuster at Halloween, and you know, I had all the Ghostbusters toys and watched all the cartoons, and and that was just just my one of my things as a kid. And so it really drew me in this year. So I got it. Uh, five o'clock was when Stain Stream started. I kind of wandered over there after looking around Diagon Alley. And about 5.30, got in line. It was a pretty big line for Ghostbusters. And uh, it took about an hour before I was done. And uh, the reason to do Stay and Scream is to is so you can line up early. I got done with Ghostbusters about 6.30. And it was it was really amazing. I don't want to, like, I don't know how much I want to pull the houses too much. But I know you guys probably don't don't care at all. But for some of the listeners, I don't want to spoil too much. But they had <laughs> uh, the live actors in there were pretty awesome. Uh they had pretty much every every Ghostbuster at some point. They had an actor that looked very similar to them, and they were uh, some of them was like audio that was on repeat, and they just sort of mouthed the words to it. But at one point, they had the lady that that runs the office. You know, the one that like she would shout, "We got one!" Mm-hmm. And that whole scene, she was acting that whole scene out, and like that was live. She was doing that live, and and uh, I got really excited at one point one of the times I went through the house and she like had an interaction with me and asked me if I was dropping off or picking up a ghost and well, that's it, neat. anyway it was cool <laughs> um, and they had you know you pretty much were just walking through the movie and that one was not a real scary house they had some things that jumped out at you but it was it was almost like a dark ride. It had really good, some really good effects in it. Of course, Slimer was in there, and I mean, all the major points of the movie were in there. It was, it was, it was pretty amazing. So I, I was, once I got through that house, I was like, okay, I'm glad I came to this, and it's already, it's already paid off. I'm glad I, I, I bit on the bait and went in. But so it kind of gave you a flashback um, to childhood days. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that could be like that could be what they did in that could be a. A dark ride, pretty much. I mean, they'd have to. Use, there was a lot of, of what they call scare actors in it, mm-hmm. manipulating the different puppets and stuff that they had for Slimer and the other ghosts. And you know, in the movie, at one point, all the ghosts break out, and so and like there's that there's the uh, containment unit in the Ghostbusters firehouse. Right. And so they, they they redid that. You walk, you see the containment unit, and it's like glowing, like nuclear. 
And then you turn the corner and it's like all kinds of craziness is going on. And they've replicated a lot of the different ghosts from that New York. I don't know, there's one that always scared the uh, daylights out of me as a kid. That was like a taxi cab driver skeleton. He was in there. Oh, scared yeah. the daylights out of me again. It was like a jump scare with him. Yeah, it was it was really good. So I tried not to spoil myself on these two much. So when I got through the when I went to the house the first time, I was just like, whoa, it was, it was really cool. That's neat. I had one this one night based on what I was planning on doing for the rest of the trip that I could make it over to uh, Hogsmeade to see the what they called the uh, Dark Art Castle show. Mm-hmm. It was something they had just they had just started this year, um, like a week ago, week or two ago. Uh, for like the Halloween season, mm-hmm. yeah, it shows kind of the the darker, scarier parts of Harry Potter up in a light show. And the other thing they had was before that castle show, castle light show, the Death Eaters were coming out in the Hogsmeade area. And I watched the Death Eaters for a while. Got like a selfie with the Death Eater and watched the uh, the kids. Little kids would it was really cute. Would they would try to battle the the Death Eaters with their wands. And uh, they would say like stupefy or whatever. And one of them tried to use a death curse on the on the Death Eater, and he didn't really like that. He sort of he sort of gave him if you know if you're a wrestling fan, he sort of gave him like the Hulk Hogan no 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 finger <laughs> and waved it off or whatever. But then also the adults, some of the adults were out were trying to battle that as well. And that was very humorous to watch the adults try to battle the Death Eater. <laughs> uh, they knew a few more spells and whatnot to try to, to say and try to cast on them. So. It was humorous. They ran around. There was like green lights and and a uh, fog, and they had pumpkins and stuff out in Hogsmeade, and so it was it was very Halloween. And and uh, the man, they, they did not design that park back there, Hogsmeade, with a castle show in mind. And so you just have to, it's it's sort of like, and there's not nearly as many people like like there would be trying to watch the castle the castle show at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're talking like probably a, I don't know a tenth or 20th of the people but the area they have it in is just so tight because they didn't really design it to get you walk through Hogsmeade and you, you sort of come up this little hill and there's this little opening you see the castle the the Hogwarts castle and it's, it's pretty and everything but but they just it's like a little winding pathway and so what they do is they just like they put a rope down the about three quarters of the pathway and they just have people wait for the second show there and Hogsmeade got really jammed up and they have this little like one or two person uh, wide area where people can walk through to get, still get to Forbidden Journey and whatnot. Um, so Hogsmeade got really crowded. I did get on Forbidden Journey like single rider that night after after eating and uh, that was probably like single rider on that ride is probably was every time I did it was like a five or ten minute wait. It was really short to do single rider. So that's the awesome thing about being being solo. But then I watched the second showing of the Dark Arts cast. So I had to get like in this big pack of people, and they eventually moved you up to where you could kind of, kind of see once the first, once the first crowd they shooed the first crowd away, and then second crowd kind of got, got moved up to see it. The, the Dark Arts show was was really cool. I like all the um, that sort of side of the Harry Potter like mythology and all that with uh, Voldemort and and you had sort of some back and forth between Voldemort and Dumbledore and and on the on the show, and you had like. It showed uh, the spiders from the Forbidden Forest and Morgan and Burks. I probably just pronounced that wrong, but it's a shop over in Diagon Alley in the Nocturne Alley section that's really cool. It has all these like dark arts artifacts and stuff. Had a little section of the show on that. It had some fireworks, and the castle ends up looking like it's just blowing apart at the end. You can see inside of it. The projections are re- just really amazing on that. 
So I was glad I went over and did that, even though it uh, cost me a bunch of steps uh, extra that, that, that night. After that, I managed to run through most of the rest of the houses. I went in and started on uh, one called Graveyard Games, and that is was probably one of the one of my favorites. It was uh, a cemetery where some hooligans had been uh, playing in the cemetery and spray painting and and uh, taking pictures on social media and stuff. And that comes back to to get them. And uh, the the spooks in the graveyard don't like that. And th this wasn't Ghostbusters. This was a for real, like oh, we're going to try to scare you haunted house. And, oh wow! Uh, it has some it has some real some really scary parts to it. And you're not by yourself. You, you know, even if you're solo, like I was, you, you're still being uh, walked through. It's just a continuous line. Now, the bad part about it is you, you got to wait. You know, you're, you got to wait for these lines. And there's no ride, so you don't get to sit down. The attraction you're going to, you have to walk through it. Mm. So, uh, you, you know, you don't, you don't get a rest unless you give yourself a rest. So you do see throughout the night a lot of people sitting down randomly uh, trying to take a load off. Uh, me, Personally, I didn't have anybody that would need to sit down. You know, it was just me, so I just kept on pushing through. There was one point in Graveyard Games that I thought was really cool was the, um, you walk past all these like statues like you might see on top of a, a large, ornate grave, mm -hmm. like an angel or something like that. Right. And it was kind of like a hallway of them. And about the third one was a real person. And mm -hmm. it was very, you know, dimly lit or whatever, and that, then that reached out to get you. And there's some kind of art form they have of where they can get super close to you and never touch you. And I couldn't figure that out. Um, there's another house um, I'll probably talk about later on that was that was like that. But it was just it's just amazing how they can reach out to get you and then somehow not touch you. But they're just but like they do it every time. Right. Uh, they must have some kind of expert training on that, scare <laughs> training or something. Yeah. But and then I went through uh, and sort of going and I just went kind of went in order around the park. Universal Monsters, which is Frankenstein and the Wolfman and Dracula, and that house was just that was it was awesome too. Just from the standpoint of how close to the originals, I think the original movies they they create recreated those monsters and the different themes. Like Frankenstein was obviously in Frankenstein's castle and a lot of electricity, and Wolfman was like out in the in the woods. Um, and there was this creature from the Black Lagoon, and you were like down in his swamp, and he's coming out at you. And so that was really cool. It was like sort of going through like a wax museum almost, except something was trying to come out and get you every time you turned the corner. Hmm. But, that's, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still just looking at your notes. I mean, that's just, that's crazy how many different, how much different things they have there. Um, you know, it's just like a whole different, different park than what it usually is. Yeah. So, you know, so. You, You've got the normal, everything's running during the daytime, and then they've got all these old sound stages that they, you know, that they used to film in, like back in the heyday of the 90s or whatever. Yeah. Same, kind of same thing as Hollywood Studios. And so now they run all these crowds back there into the sound stages, and you're oh. in the depths and bowels back behind the park going into these old sound stages where they set up these haunted houses. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So it, probably most of that stuff is set up all year long, or they work on it all year long. Yeah, I think I've, I had listened to another podcast where the, they interviewed one of the guys that does set design or something. He said they start in like February on a lot of the houses. Wow. So it's That's almost awesome. like all year long thing for them. And it's just going on behind the scenes and, you know, people, regular park guests don't know it. And then they, they put it up, they run it for two months and then they start over again. <laughs> wow. So you're, you've done, you, the depth, I guess that was the Depths of Fear, the Nightingale Blood Pit. Mm -mm. Oh, is that we're not yeah, there yet? 
I don't know, but I didn't get a blood pit. Sounds like a place I would love to see. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty rough. Uh, they had a, a, a uh, I watched the Lagoon show that they had, mm-hmm. and it was really neat. They project uh, a bunch of stuff like um, from Ghost. It was new this year, but from Ghostbusters and Stranger Things, and they have uh, they have fountains that they shoot up, but they also project a bunch of stuff on the buildings behind where the fountains are. And so they had like Slimer running around on the buildings, and then he came up in the water, and the Ghostbusters came up and uh, and shot him. They had like different pieces from the Stranger Things, and they had a bunch of Universal monsters come up that they displayed. And they would have like three or four like movie clips and things running at the same time uh, on different on different fountains, and then stuff going on in the background. And it was all set to this soundtrack where they chopped it all up. And it was all the whole Halloween Horror Nights thing. This year's theme was was sort of loosely coagulated together about the 80s maybe and so the, the everything had this kind of 80s synth soundtrack to it i thought the show was really good i would have liked to have gone back and seen it but i just i didn't i didn't make it back again seen it a second time they had a ghostbusters uh, popcorn thing that was looked like the ghost trap yeah and uh i wish they had more stuff like that but i got the only thing they had that was ghostbusters related food wise that i knew of and it was like it looked like the popcorn box looked like the ghost trap and had like green and <laughs> and yellow popcorn in it it wasn't anything too great, but I got it, and I was happy happy to enjoy that popcorn while I watched the uh, Mayhem show. And then I went on to uh, the Depths of Fear, which was like being, I thought it was a, maybe a submarine or or you're underwater. Maybe it's a sea base or something. And it's, it's like a, you stepped into an, like, a, like a 50s sci-fi movie, and there's these fish creatures or something of that nature trying to get everybody, and uh, they have big nasty teeth. And uh, they're popping out trying to get you. Seems to be a and common the, theme uh, here with all this. They're trying to get you. I don't see. I don't. Yes, yes. Everybody's <laughs> trying them. to get you. So. If you don't, if you don't want to be spooked, this is I, not the not the event to go to for sure. If I want to be, I I want, I, if I want to be gotten, I'll go to some back alley in some big city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they had something like I heard something like fourteen hundred air actors or something at this year's event. Good grief! Uh, wow. I mean, but I think it takes some of the puppets and stuff they had were so big, or some of the things they had were so big that it took maybe a couple multiple people to run them. Depths of Fear was cool. Like I said, it's kind of like a sci-fi movie, and it wasn't too bloody. But the next house, that was where they really, it really went bloody. Oh, um, let's I hear it. Like, <laughs> uh, like, uh, bloody the better. Ghost, Ghostbusters. I think uh, older kids, maybe younger teens. Could survive that. Um, without depth of fear, probably was a, was was not too bad. But the Nightingale Blood Pit was uh, it was pretty nasty. It was based on um, the Coliseum fight, so like yeah. Spartacus or 300 or some of those some of those type things. And except there were these creatures that had gotten in into the uh, that were drawn in by all the blood and violence, and they were like some kind of bird bird creature, uh, a la Nightingale. And uh, so they, so you had the gladiators in there, and they were running around crazy and and slashing and hacking. And then there was the the nightingales who were attacking the gladiators, and and that was probably the one house where the line actually started to speed up because people were getting scared and just wanted to get out of there or had had enough. <laughs> so it, it was it was pretty rough. I, I'm not huge into like the blood and gore. The haunted mansion, you know, is like my speed, more like spooky, dark, mysterious, that has some kind of story to it, has good characters. Like, 
just the blood and guts doesn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, me now, neither. It is scary. I'll give it that. <laughs> now, but, now, looking but, at your notes that, here, I, I yeah. noticed that up next is the House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> now, I do vaguely yeah, remember seeing this movie in high school and thinking, "This Did is you? One, yeah." And oh, th- really? Thinking this is one of the strangest things I've ever seen. So, what was this like? Well, so this is like a Rob Zombie thing. And they also had a uh, scare zone for Ro- that was a Rob Zombie scare zone, and uh, I'm not a huge Rob Zombie uh, fan at all, so this didn't really reach me too much. Um, some of his music is okay, and I remember listening to it like back in high school. Some, but the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses was uh, it was it was really weird, and I had not seen the movie, so um, I said probably. Similar things about this house that other people said about the Us house, but I've seen Us, so, uh, so the Us house made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but the House of a Thousand Corpses, it's like you start off in a gas station, and yeah. there's this guy dressed up like Uncle Sam. Yeah, it's a really weird a, movie. He's shaking a chicken leg at you, and he has a gun, and he shot somebody or something, and it's like, it's hard to connect. It was really probably based straight off the movie i guess but at some point you go through all the holidays like there's a guy there's a scary santa he jumps out at you and there's some stuff about halloween and a guy in an easter bunny suit and something about cheerleaders and yeah eventually you get to where you you get to where you're in this like um hallway where there's a lot of skulls and it's like underground or something yes i remember and, a big part of the movie taking place underground and like there's a scary grandpa at some point and it's, it's sort of like i guess and i I'm not super familiar with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but there's, I think it's kind of like that. There's like a creepy family, and there's all these creepy uh-huh. family characters. And so you get you get some of that, uh, the creepy family people. So there's a creepy grandpa and the creepy guy at the gas station. And <laughs> and anyway, that it was, it was very weird and disjointed, but it probably made sense. But I've heard the movie is sort of like that, too. So Derek gets a lot of that, the creepy guy at the gas station and <laughs> creepy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> man. They have a. Are, are you a still? Show, are you still uh, walking around? I mean, I, I, I'm exhausted just listening to what you. And you, we're not even through the first day yet. Yeah, this is still this is still the first day. So this is about uh, 11:45 now. Um, so I guess I got back and saw. I got back to the studios. According uh, to my notes, I saw. I started on the houses at nine o'clock, and so. This is about two and a half hours later that I got through these five houses. So, you know, that's probably about a 20-minute wait, and the houses probably take about 10 minutes each. So, you know, the, the waits weren't bad at all. I did not have Express this night, Express Pass. You can you can pay a bunch of extra money and get get an Express Pass for right. it. It's supposed to get you near front of the line access, but it kind of de- it, it kind of depends on how the the people that are working control the crowds. But I didn't have it this night because I, I I had hoped it would be low crowds, and it, it was it was low crowds. They have a show called Academy of Villains, which really uh, blew me away. And I had seen some some videos of like past years, like on some some YouTubers that had it on their channel from past years. And it, it's like a dance troupe mm-hmm. that dances to uh, sort of like hard rock and and rap and contemporary like pop today's you know music. And they, um, I mean, it's a lot of like flipping and they, they throw each other up in the air and and uh, a lot of like really aggressive scary moves and they sort of had like a, a, a Jekyll and Hyde theme to the whole story and whenever the doctor uh, the guy playing Dr. Jekyll would drink the potion 
this huge guy would come out, hide, it was like his alter ego, and then wreck all this mayhem and stuff. And uh, and it was dancing throughout, and it was, you know, kind of themed around different songs. And they had some different monsters that came out that were not really actually monsters. It was just people that they they fed the uh, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde potion to, and then they had to do different things. Like there was a contortionist, and then there was a guy with a. This is gonna sound funny, but a guy with a soccer ball that could do soccer tricks. And I, I was like, okay, this is kind of hokey at first <laughs> until he did all his. I'm not. I'm being from the south. I'm not really into soccer. It's got a lot of the antithesis <laughs> of football. But he did all these tricks with the ball. And then they had a guy that was did a bunch of uh, acrobatics from the ceiling, and that was all. It was all really cool. And I was pretty blown away by that. And of course, it might have been that I was just really tired too at eleven at eleven forty-five. That's it. Yes. Yes. But uh, anything might have impressed me at that point. But I was pretty wiped out. <clears throat> but I still had a couple things to do. I, I got. It was uh, the last hour from midnight to one was when crowds, the advice I had gotten, crowds drop a lot. And so I was like, I'm hanging in here and I'm going to see if I, how many houses I can get into. So I got into Us and into Stranger Things. And Us was was uh, very creepy. And uh, have you any guys seen that movie? I haven't. I have not, no. I have not either. <laughs> Jordan Peele's, it's uh, by Jordan Peele. It's Us. I have it's, seen uh, Get Out. Yes. Okay. If you've seen Get Out, you should. You would enjoy. If you enjoyed it, from like the psychological thriller, like I don't know how this is going to end, and yeah. oh my goodness, type of thing. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, I kind of enjoyed Get Out. It, you know, I yeah. watched it in the daylight. So. Okay. Okay. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had watched Us in the daylight because it was that was a pretty scary movie. Um, the hunt, the house did not. It was one of the few that didn't. There wasn't a lot of jumps jump scares where people are trying to come out and get you but it was just a lot of interaction with the characters from the movie just kind of like staring at you or or doing kind of making creepy motions and things and kind of just reenacting their characters from the movie it was it was really like walking through the movie um sort of similar like Ghostbusters was and I think Jordan Peele worked with them a lot they said to to in an artistic way just to make her make it match the movie as much as possible so that was a neat experience from I had just watched uh, a couple weeks ago, not not even in preparation for this. It was right before they announced the house. I guess I watched it, and I was like, "Oh man, if I go this year, I can see that too." So that was another thing that kind of drew me in. But it was really good. There's the ending to that house was was basically you walk through a room where there's a whole bunch of people, and you don't know which ones are mannequins and which ones are real. And then they they that was that was crazy. They jump out at you. Uh, the real ones do. Yeah, okay. Kind of look, they either turn their heads and look at you or they kind of make a motion towards you or whatever. And it was probably like, I think there was probably about 30 or 40 people slash mannequins in the room and it was dark and then the, the lights would kind of flicker and then you could kind of tell who might be real and who might be not. And uh, that, was, that was pretty wild. I guess you were trying to find find your, uh, the, the movie's about, not to pull it too much, but it's kind of about doppelgangers. And so I guess that was your moment to find your, your doppelganger. Oh, uh, okay. Point. But, yeah. I have no desire uh, to find my. Sorry, so I just pulled that movie. Um, That's okay. Uh, well, I, I think I saw that much from the trailer. Or uh, okay, okay. So. Uh, so then I made it to the another one I was really looking forward to uh, was Stranger Things, and that it was a really big uh, house um, because I think it was a lot of what they had last year, and I, I did not go last year, but from what I understand, a lot of what they had last year, and then they had season three. 
uh, a couple of rooms from it tacked on. And they had some really big, like some of the, a lot of the times you're, you're walking through and a lot, of, a lot of the houses are just like hallways with things on each side. Mm-hmm. And there might be little, little scenes that you walk past, but it's not much more than a hallway. This house had gigantic rooms that you had to kind of find your way around through the room. One of them was, uh, as real memorable, memorable was the, the cabin, the sheriff's cabin. Like you literally just walk into that cabin and you have to walk around some furniture and stuff in that in that room and there's like a big see, a scene from season three going on and there's like multiple characters i don't know where they found these actors at but they have these actors that look like the kids that are that are you know they're about that short like preteen or, or early teen looking kids acting out the parts from stranger things and that i mean the, the one that looked like if you're familiar with the show 11 which is a um a young girl that has like uh, psychic or some kind of powers. Right. Um, they, the actors that they had for her was just like spot on. And you walk through the middle of some of these rooms, and you're going through like the battles between her and the uh, the monsters. And you're on there. She's on one side, and the monsters on the other. And you're kind of walking through the middle of it. And you don't know. Do I look at the monster? Do I look at her? And you know they're making. You don't get to like stop <laughs> too much. <laughs> they want to. They want to get you on through the house. I'm just like, I want to stop and look at this and just take it in. So, yeah, so does it feel like you're like so an was, actual scene? Yeah, like you're going through a, 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 a scene from I want the I want a scene from the show. Right. Um, and like, there's one from the schoolhouse. From that's kind of where you start off. I think that's more of a season one scene where she's fighting the. I think it's called the Demogorgon in, right. the, in the schoolhouse. Right. Have you guys watched that show much? I ha- I've mm-hmm. I've seen it all. Yes. I, I haven't seen it, so I've taken off my. My headset here, so that I don't hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Stranger Things, uh, but yeah, you walk through that schoolhouse scene where she's fighting the Demogorgon, is one of them. And then there's a bunch of there's a couple, one or two scenes from the Starcourt Mall, which they didn't do a whole, whole lot with, but there's one big scene from that from season three that you walk through, mm-hmm. and you get to see like the sheriff in his like uh, Miami Vice shirt get up that he had on at one point and right. he's like blasting away at something with a with some kind of gun and there's there's a lot of like when you go into the area where from season two where they're in the, the military base there's a bunch of, there's a couple of like military guys show up and they're shooting at things and i think bob is in there in his uh nurses scrubs shooting at stuff and just a lot of they just pull a lot of a lot of the stuff out and uh make some pretty awesome rooms to walk through out of that so is uh, is stranger things is Universal own Netflix or in connection with that or something? How does? No, it's. A, it, I guess it's just a partnership, and they sign up uh, and make an agreement together, and then you see. So you see, like Stranger Things, Netflix, like the little logo on it on everything they do. It's got a little. It'll be a little Netflix logo I there. I got you. They don't. They don't own Netflix, but they just partnered up with Stranger Things, and they they kept it around one more year. I guess because it, it did so well last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging on the edge of your seat, waiting for the next one to come out. In between the houses, I didn't really talk about them, but there's scare zones, and they ha- so they have those uh, scare zones that you can walk through. One was like Vikings, and that was a, that was probably my favorite one. And they had a gigantic tree-looking thing, which everybody just kept saying, "I am Groot to that guy." <laughs> I don't think I don't think he liked that, but there was a. But then they had like these ugly-looking Vikings walking around, like menacing, growling at you, and some different scenes with that. And then there was a Rob Zombie. Uh, themed scare zone that had some of more like just photo ops from some of his different music videos 
they had a uh, zombie land theme in scare zone and that one was like really huge they had a couple set pieces from like the zombie land movie mm-hmm. and uh but then they had this huge area in the new york san francisco area where there was just zombies like walking around everywhere and they weren't like grotesque zombies they, they looked like pretty fresh fresh zombies yeah and uh so that but they were funny looking there's like some nerds and cheerleaders and i don't know just like random like there's a lady out jogging but no she's a zombie and <laughs> a police officer but any anything you could think of they were just coming out of the woodwork and i i stood around there would try to take like selfies and stuff with them and then i would end up with somebody walking they would somebody else would come back behind me and, and try to jump scare me and and uh, it was really fun to to interact with i really like the scare zones from that point of view they had another one that was like an arcade from the 80s that you walked through and one more that had just it was just guys with like led lit up chainsaws that just ran around i i saw multiple people they would could crank their chainsaw up real fast and i saw multiple people spill their drinks on themselves and so that was a fun zone just to stand around and watch and there was one one of those guys would run around he just he would just say loud noises loud noises and just scare people and uh <laughs> a lot of effort put into uh, that right yeah i, I think if, if i had more time i could have just sit around and, and uh, watch that for a while just to watch people get scared. And of course, you got to watch your back and make sure you don't get right. you don't get jump scared yourself because they will try to creep up on you. Woo! <laughs> yeah, so, th- so that was that was the first day. That was 1 o'clock. Uh, uh, 1 a.m. I was happy that I had stayed at Cabana Bay because all I had to do is I had to, you have to walk back through city, city Walk and then, and then got on the bus. I did not have to drive myself back to the hotel. Got on the bus. And it was, it's about, it's, Cabana Bay, all the hotels are really close uh, compared to like, compared to Disney World. It's one good thing uh, about about the experience. And and so probably back at the room, I would say, with, with once I got on the bus, and there, there's always buses waiting. You never have to wait on a bus. That was my experience anyway. That's and awesome. And got nice. back and was probably like 10 or 15 minutes back to the room and, and hit the bed hard. So did you get to sleep in the next day? Uh, you know what? I didn't set an alarm, but uh, oh, good for I, you. I kind of said it, it's just it's a, it's my vacation. It's a, whatever happens is going to happen. Well, I woke up early uh, because I was, you know, oh. I had the uh, the AP, and um, so I woke up early enough to go over to Universal. Well, hey, Bill, quick um, quick question: yep. How about we have you back yep. on Monday and finish this trip up? Because we got a lot of good information there about Halloween Horror Nights. And I think on Monday's show, we can focus a little more on the Disney stuff. Does that sound good? Yeah, that should that'd be good. Okay, the, the Disney stuff will probably go pretty quick. Yep. Okay. We well, can talk about a we can talk about a Hagrid too a little bit. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Um, if you want to, so, I, I got on in a couple of times. So is Bill gonna stay on the line till next? Yes, Monday? We'll, we're gonna actually pay. Yeah, he'll stay on the line. We'll pay his phone bill. Well, I don't, I don't think you get charged for minutes anymore, Matthew. I think that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that, I'm not <laughs> the <that> best. <laughs> Uh, well, so, well, Bill, thank you so much. Uh, again, uh, probably something I'll never attend, but I know a lot of our listeners would be interested in Halloween Horror Nights. I know these two guys here would probably be. Yeah, I, I just got one question. Where Where's this other park he's talking about? Universal, Craig. It's in Orlando. Oh. It's right down the road. <laughs> so it's near It's near Disney. It's near Disney, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, Bill, yeah, yeah. again, we'll, we'll pick up with some more information on Monday. But right now, it's time for a segment we like to call Grim, grinning, grinning, grinning. There it is, uh, Bill. You've listened to the show before. Do you have a grim, grinning greatness question you would like to ask? Uh, 
has this been asked before? Has anybody asked you what is your favorite part of the Haunted Mansion? Oh, no. That's a great question. Like as far as the favorite room or the favorite, just, just any part of it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Turing Plans had a, a question on Twitter like the other day that was just like, what is your favorite uh, line from oh. from the Haunted Mansion? And so I was just going to say, what is your favorite what is your favorite scene or part uh, to the Haunted Mansion, maybe? That's a great question. And since you asked it, you get to answer first. For some reason, I really like that, uh, the effect of like at the at the piano where you've got you can see the shadow playing the piano yes i'm not going to go for one of the, there's, there's some obviously some easier ones to go for but i'm gonna i'm gonna say the piano where you can see the, the effect of the shadow playing the piano yeah. i think that's one of the one of the first things you start to come across maybe maybe like the library uh scene and then there's the piano it, but for, for me I, I know i'm in the haunted mansion you know once you get into that point and see see the uh the scary shadow playing the piano. I think that effect is really cool. And you're really starting to get into the music and it's sort of like that haunting and foreboding part of the mansion. You know, it gets a little sillier later, but uh, that's cool too. But I, I, I get, I'm get, I'm there. I, I'm in the mansion now. So you get that, especially when you haven't been in a while and you get that, get that first ride in. I don't know why, but I've always loved the, the ballroom scene um, where you come up and it's a very, very simple effect. I know as far as reflection and, uh, in shadows, but I love the ballroom scene. Uh, I think I, I see like a new character every time. I like the guy on the chandelier. I like the guys coming out of the paintings. And for me, that's just when I think of the haunted mansion. I, I think I saw a picture of it when I was younger, uh, and that ballroom sting- scene always sticks out to me. So for me, it's the ballroom scene. Derek, I don't know. I just like the simple ones, kind of like he said with the with the piano player. I like the I like the door that kind of acts like it's coming open. And and just that whole hallway right there is neat to me. Get that shot of air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right after right after it takes your picture there now. So yeah. any of that is is really neat to me. And you know? now, like he said, you get that feeling that you're in the haunted mansion right. there, and and you really get hit with the music. And you know, mine I guess is as you as it the buggy turns around and you're supposed to be falling out of the attic. Oh yeah, into the graveyard. Into the graveyard. Yeah, I, I like that. And then you, you know, you come around the corner, and there's the dog and the and the night watchman. And the whole, my favorite thing to do is is, and I don't know why I feel like I got to do it every time, but as I go through the graveyard, I turn around and look back at the crib with a guy with the hidden Mickey. Mm-hmm. I just like to like to do that. But I, that that whole um, the whole graveyard scene is probably one of my favorites. But I like the, the way it turns, and all of a sudden you're falling back, and it, it's just. Just kind of neat part of it. a lot of like that's a great question. I love that. That's a lot of good parts of the Haunted Mansion. Well, Bill, again, we thank you for joining us. That was a great question. A great recent trip rundown. We look forward to hearing the rest of it on Monday. All right, sounds good. Listeners, thank you for listening. And as you leave, be sure to beware the hitchhiking ghost and hurry back. If you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back.